Well, the final Big 12 bowl game of the season came on Tuesday night when the K-State Wildcats absolutely dominated LSU in that Texas Bowl. And boy, it was uh, a lot of fun to watch. You know what else it did, by the way? It made the new Big 12, the future Big 12, 5-1 and one against SEC teams. That feels pretty darn good. I'm Pete Mundo. Let's welcome on and say hello to Tim Fitzgerald, gopowercat.com. He was down there in Houston covering the game, covering the, uh, the bowl game, the team itself. Tim, how did that one feel to uh, pick up a dominant win over LSU and send Skylar Thompson out on that kind of a note? Uh, look, we all recognize that LSU was shorthanded, but um, you pl- they chose to play the bowl game. K-State didn't have any choice in you know their opponent, and they just took care of business. But I, I do point out to LSU fans that LSU played more four- and five-star recruits in that game than K-State's probably seen, well, maybe forever. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the simple truth. When you get down to your second and third string and they're all highly recruited guys, it's really hard to get motivated with much sympathy that, gee, you had two good of players and they left early for the NFL draft and you had academic issues. None of that is K-State's fault or problem. They showed up to the game and beat the team in front of them. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's like I, I can find a lot of sympathy when they're still trotting out, like you said, four- and five-star guys, and yes, they're backups, but they're still four- and five-star dudes. And you've got kids from, uh, you know, two-star guys from Junction City, Kansas and Garden City and and all over the state, you know, uh, beating them left and right. It's just it's a beautiful thing to watch, and I think it's a testament to not just the program, but also, uh, you know, some of what we overstayed on the recruiting trail. Is that fair? Yeah, I. it is. I mean, I think it's – for these programs that are having opt-outs for the NFL draft, it's hard to muster much sympathy that, gee, we got such good players, they don't want to play. I mean, that, it's kind of a, a weird thing. I don't blame the players for sitting out, but, you know, I I, uh, I just think that the guys that, who are more committed to their program showed up in uh, purple and silver, not purple and gold, and those guys were bought in. K-State stuck together. They didn't have much attrition. You know, and it wasn't only attrition that LSU suffered from, you know, opt-outs. It was academic issues and health issues and COVID not taking care of business. And and the K-State roster did that and also proved that guys like Deuce Vaughn, three-star guy, nobody really wanted him a program like LSU. And he could play at that level. I mean, he could play at any level. So, okay, and a lot of the guys who were three-stars are – even two stars like Felix Andy Duque Uzama, who's pretty darn good and wasn't highly recruited. What um, what is the legacy of Skylar Thompson, Tim? Like what will what will we look back on and say, this is what Skylar Thompson was, this is what he meant to K State? Is he going to be in that Colin Klein uh, echelon or is he going to be, you know, a notch below that? How do you think that's going to play out in terms of what his legacy will be? Yeah, that's it. Great question. I think last night helped him quite a bit, but, you know, K-State has that kind of elite level of quarterback with Colin Klein, Michael Bishop, Al Roberson. I'd put Jonathan Beasley in that group. Um, and then probably the next group of guys being the Jake Waters and and uh, some of those guys, Matt Miller, Chad May maybe. Maybe Chad is in the upper echelon. 
But, yeah, he's going to be right there because he was on point in that game in Houston. It was so impressive to watch him deal, particularly on third down, Pete. He was incredible on third down. At one point he was 8 of 8 passing on third down, and um, he made some incredible throws, completed 75% of his passes. It was one of the better bowl performances through K-State football history by a quarterback, but also, unfortunately, the injuries kind of watered down his his history and his legacy a bit. But he he is uh, going to be finally remembered not only as a player but as a, just a great individual for the program. Now, what um, what happens from here from the standpoint of that position? I mean, Adrian Martinez is it? Do you think he's the guy going in the next year? Is there you know is there still that kind of love and admiration for a guy like Jake Grubley who came in four-star recruit like what what is the K-State's quarterback situation now going into the offseason well um, it's going to get competitive Will Howard isn't going to just give the job to Adrian Martinez but I mean they didn't bring him in to sit on the bench either yeah so it's going to be fun but he's not going to be available in the spring for live action he won't he'll be in non-contact the entire spring because he's Mending his own injury, so and then it becomes a question of how quickly he picks up the system. He's been around football a long time. <clears throat> Maybe some of the terminology translates from Nebraska to K-State. We don't know. Jake Rubley's been a little bit behind because he lost his senior season and uh, had a slow start at K-State due to injury. But it looked to me, in seeing what little we saw of him at practice and in bowl warm-ups, He's, he's finally getting that kind of zip on the ball that you need to play quarterback at this level. So I, I think the general idea was they needed at least one more year to try to buy time for these young quarterbacks. And uh, Adrian Martinez was a per- perfect bridge to that because he wants to be at K-State, not only to play football, but because his girlfriend is the soccer player there. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's an important thing to note. Now, I look back on this season, Tim, and I say, you know, eight and five with a solid bowl win. Um, I mean, this is, I, I think this is a very good season for Chris Kleiman now in year three. I think he needed this kind of a season to just solidify himself and solidify this program. What do you, what do you look back on this, this year and, and think based on what the expectations were, how it went, and what it means going forward? Well, you know, they went to the different defense, and it really uh, cost them. Maybe when Big 12 play opened, they weren't quite up to speed enough on what they wanted to do when they were playing the Oklahoma States and Oklahoma and even Iowa State that was playing pretty good at the point when they met K-State. <clears throat> and then later on, you, you tripped over Baylor. Really, the only game that leaves you scratching your head was Texas. It was such a miserable, dreadful performance, uh, particularly by the offense. So, um, in a way, maybe it was a good thing. Got the change at coordinator, and now we'll, we'll see something new. I, I can't imagine Colin won't be the guy going forward. I can't imagine that Colin won't be a head coach in, in his future. And uh, the roster is in pretty good shape for next year. Yeah, they got some spots they need to shore up, but that's true of every football program. And I think Chris Kleiman's finally uh, pouring a little foundation here after last year with was such a mess with with COVID and other issues, and it it kind of uh, slowed the process. But I think he's got him on track now. And Pete, what I'm struck by by this team is Coach Snyder always talked about family, but 
these guys are tight. And I haven't heard uh, players and, and coaches tell each other I love you as much as this team. They are a very, very tight group uh, and a lot of respect in all from all parties. And if he maintains that type of locker room, he's going to be very successful. Well, that's um, that's very interesting, and that's the direction I was going next at the offensive coordinator spot. Did Colin Klein solidify um, earning that job after what happened in the bowl game? I mean, is was it always his to lose, and he w- really would have to screw up on Tuesday night for that to even be a consideration that he wouldn't get the job? Like, h- what was that like going into it, and now where is it going forward? Well, I said going into the game, I mean, Colin absolutely tears it up. How do you not hire him? I mean, be happy, and, and they won't be now that he's done exactly that. And, you know, the counter to that was, what if he stinks it up? You can't hire him. I mean, nobody will, you know, they'll, they'll want Colin eventually, but he needs some more time to mature maybe. I'm not sure how Chris Kleiman can not hire Colin Klein at this point. Uh, and it's interesting because late in the process after the new year, we started to hear Matt Wells' name pop back up as a possibility of Kansas State's offensive coordinator. Of course, Chris Kleiman and, and Matt are really tight. Um, I think he was looking for a head coaching job. It kind of got all taken up, and uh, I think he's ready now to maybe go be an offensive coordinator someplace, and we'll see if uh, Chris sticks with Colin. And, you know, based on the decision he made to let go another really close friend at Courtney Messingham, would indicate to me he's going to be he's going to stick with Colin Klein. He's he's willing to make that hard decision, and and uh, I, I just I can't imagine him bringing in another guy at this point. So uh, I would be really pleased with Colin, um, but if he calls games like he did Tuesday night, I think everyone will be pleased with Colin Klein because it was a a masterful showing by him as a play caller. What what made the for people that aren't watching K State football every week, what made Courtney Messingham's game plans uh, ultimately fireable, and how did Colin Klein on Tuesday night improve on that? It just felt like uh, the game plan for the most part was one play at a time, and you know, no contact to anything, no really pushing the defense, very conservative, um, painfully conservative, and and lack creativity, particularly on third downs. Uh, what he did at Texas, the uh, repeated use of Deuce Vaughn and the shotgun with no ability to check out and forcing him to run into just a loaded box front for Texas was, was unbelievable to me. Just absolutely unbelievable. You don't give the guy an option to get out of it, maybe do something different. So uh, I think Colin did a great job calling plays throughout the game, but particularly on third downs. Did some really creative things that you know, a little little shuttle pass on the inside, and they just used some things that uh, K State really hasn't shown too much of this year. As I've been saying, he inherited the the paint set, but his painting looked a whole bunch different than the previous guy. <laughs> All right, now Deuce Vaughn, you know that he's there one more year. I got to imagine he's 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 all but gone after 2022 and. Who would blame him? Um, does it feel like 2022 is a year, Tim, where, uh, you know, if K-State's going to be the kind of program where once every three, four, five years they're competing at the top of the Big 12, it's next year? Or is that an unfair uh, unfair assumption to make? No, I don't think so. I think you're right on Deuce. 
I think if they give Malik Dole back, which I expect he might snip around the NFL a little bit, he finally had a kind of a feature game against LSU, and he, you know, adds in the element of kick returner. If they can kind of shore up some of those offensive weapons and maybe find a little bit of help on the back end of the defense, they had three portal players starting in the secondary for this game, um, and they're probably going to need to go find a couple more guys out of the portal. But, yeah, I think uh, they're in pretty good shape for 2022, and uh, it would be nice to start to make a breakthrough. Is is the portal, is the transfer portal good for a program like Kansas State? I think it is. I think it's, it really lends itself to what Chris Kleiman's doing and the fact that they really do want to find developmental players. They'd love to find more Deuce Vaughns and guys that come in immediately. But the reality is you've got to find guys that are kind of raw and you got to develop them. And Andy D.K. Uzama is a perfect example of it. He was you know, really unheralded and has just continued to grow and fill out and mature as a football player. Portal allows them, kind of like Coach Snyder accessed the JUCO ranks early in his tenure, to go hand-select guys that can help them immediately. And honestly, through the portal, you get a wider selection than you do for, for junior college. And, and the flip side of that, Pete, is K-State doesn't seem to be losing front-line guys to the portal. They're losing some backups, which will be very common throughout college football. So that enables Chris Kleiman to do what every coach wants to do in recruiting is recruit a little bit better each year at each position and, and keep slowly improving your team until you you know, really get to where you want to go. Very interesting. Now we get to talk about it all during the offseason. Tim Fitzgerald, Go Power Cat, does an outstanding job there after uh, spending a few days down in Houston covering the Texas Bowl, which K-State, of course, won 42-20 to over LSU. Tim, great to have you on. Uh, congrats on another season in the books, and we'll talk to you here as the offseason progresses, my friend. Thanks so much. On the hoops. Awesome. Awesome, Pete. Thank you very much. You bet. Always love Tim Fitzgerald. I'm Pete Mundo, and we hope that you guys will hit the rate, review, subscribe to this podcast, and then we'll send you, I'll send you personally, a free Heartland College sports koozie in the mail. Just leave a rating and review. Send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and I will get you that koozie in the mail. All right? So, And then also hit the subscribe button as well. That's a big deal. It's a small way to help out this show, help it grow, and you guys are doing that for us every single day. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon.